As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Welcome back to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. This is Iris, and I am recording solo today. So um, Jamie is off having a friendship adventure, and instead of pushing our recording back, we decided to um, invite a guest on to record with me. So today we're going to be talking to Laurel. Laurel is one of my Bumble BFF people, um, friends. <laughs> I don't know why I said people, but um, I've known her for maybe almost a year. I'm not really quite sure exactly how long. I haven't even started to, like, I haven't even tried to track it, but been friends for a couple of months to a year now, and she is delightful. I think you'll love her sense of humor, and today we're going to be talking about friendship breakups. So we talked about that in the last podcast episode, um, like really diving into friendship breakups and kind of like how to get over them or not get over them or, you know, all those things. So before we do that, though, just wanted to give a quick update on myself. I have been doing a hardcore deep dive into my Enneagram number. For the longest time, I thought that I was a number three, um, and turns out I'm a number six. So I would love to, um, I'm bringing that up to say like, listeners, if you're interested in Jamie and I, or Jamie and a guest or me and a guest doing a deep dive on the Enneagram, um, and like how that relates to you and like your relationships with people, I think that would be so fun. So, um, Jamie is a one, I am a six, and the, the six is the six is um, considered the loyalist. So they are someone who is like really loyal to their friends and like they don't give up on people or like loyal in general, but they have like a lot of anxiety and fears about stability and security. So usually those types of people are either phobic or counterphobic, and I'm definitely counterphobic, which explains why the first episode of this podcast was just about like ghosting people um when things are really upsetting to me or like I'm afraid that it's gonna hurt my feelings I become like super aggressive and I'm just like nope this is it it's cut off total annihilation so um people who are more phobic might just like avoid avoid making new friends or like things like that and I I still make new friends but if I feel like the friendship's not gonna be equal I'm just like nope which I think is going to be something that probably comes up in this conversation today just like how we deal with friendship breakups, um, maybe a little bit because of my Enneagram number. Uh, Laurel is a three, and I used to think I was a three, but surprisingly don't know too much about it, and I think I don't know too much about it because I was kind of like, I don't really feel like a three, so I kind of never dived deep into it because I just figured the whole thing was a hoax, but once I figured out that I was a six, I've been very strongly interested, so I'd love to discuss that more on the podcast, and hopefully it's something we can do in the future. Um, Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to bring in Laurel. Welcome 
welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Yay, I'm so excited. Okay, so welcome. How are you? I've been wanting you to be on the podcast forever, and finally you're here. Um, so what questions do you have for me, or like, what are you thinking? This is just, we'll talk about friendships and stuff, but you can talk about whatever you want first. I'll say, first of all, I'm excited that you have a hair appointment today. Is this the first one since the world exploded? Oh, my God. I can't even believe I told you that. Yes, I do have a hair appointment. No, it's not my first one. Okay. So, like, I don't know if you – so, okay. If you don't listen to the podcast every week, like, or, yeah, now it's every week. If you don't listen to it every week, then, like, maybe you sometimes miss out on, like, Jamie and I being super different about COVID – I am very much so like, okay, cool. So this is our life now. I'm going to wear my mask and I'm going to just do whatever I want to do. The only thing I haven't done lately is like, I haven't gone to, I haven't gone to the movies yet and I haven't gone to any fitness classes, which I would usually go to because I love, I fucking hate working out. So the only way that I would get to a workout is to go to a class, but I haven't done that yet. But I did hear from like one of my friends that they are going to in-person workout classes and they were like it's not that bad so like I haven't gotten there yet but otherwise like yeah I go to dinner I get my nails done I get my hair done I got a pedicure yesterday I get my eyebrows arched I haven't gotten a facial just because I kind of missed out on the like brief window of time that there was open to get a facial but if there was available to me I would get one um I haven't gotten a massage but same thing like if I get time to do that I will I just was like furloughed from work not a hundred percent but I was furloughed like 25 percent at one point 50 percent at another which meant taking like literally at one point like a forty thousand dollar pay cut so I was like okay well I probably shouldn't get a massage so I kind of been holding off but now my pay is like back to normal so I'm just like okay good like I gotta pay my huge ass tax bill but after that I might get a massage how about you have you done anything <laughs> no and I, I think you and I are kind of in the same boat where um as you know, like I have family who live in Florida. So I've been like, I've been on a plane more than once. Um, I was just in Miami, which is a hot spot. Um, and I actually was surprised that down there, I was pleasantly surprised that lots of people were still like wearing masks. Yeah. Like, so good. Um, even going out to dinner, uh, we went, I was there for, because it was my mom's birthday. Um, and so we went out for her, for her birthday to celebrate my dad um, and my mom and I. And the restaurant took our temperatures. They gave us, um, like, sanitary, like, wipes to wipe down our hands when we sat down. The the menu was a QR code, so there was no menu. You know, so I was like, okay, I feel like there's – although they're a hotspot, and I think, like, some areas that are hotspots get a bad rap for, like – Sure. You're right. We didn't go to South – We weren't in South Beach. It wasn't, like, crazy crazy hardy scene, but – like, again, pleasantly surprised. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, we can all adhere to some social rules. Right. Well, and I'm honestly, that's actually really interesting that you just said that. Because, like, one of the things that I always say is, like, if you ever, if you listen, sometimes, like, Jamie will say, like, well, something is happening in Florida. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, Florida's Florida. Like, I don't know what people in Florida are going to do. Like, I can't worry about them right now. But, like, I truthfully have really thought, like, 
if you go to Florida, like, I don't think you're going to get COVID. I mean, you might, but like, that's not what I immediately thought. But I really did think it would just be like a bunch of people without any masks on that don't want to wash their hands and like don't want to do anything like that. So actually, I think and I think that's kind of how the media portrays it because we're so far away. Like, and obviously I'm not going to Florida. So all I know is like what they're saying is like nobody in Florida gives a fuck about anything. And then you see the videos on Facebook about people being like, I refuse to wear a mask. And it's they're always in Florida. So actually, it's really good to hear that, you know, maybe like I'm sure there are lots of people like that, but there's people like that in Illinois, too. So it's you know, it's good to hear that places want to be safe you know as much as they can so that's good I'm yeah. interested I, I think I'm kind of the middle ground between you and Jamie on things where I'm like you know what there's like I can't stay trapped in my house forever um, as you know like my job was eliminated due to COVID so I've had nothing but free time on my hands um, and staying in your house with literally nothing to do it's not healthy for me <laughs> um, might be great for some people but it's totally not for me some um, people love it. They've been thriving. Not Jamie. Jamie actually does do stuff. But like, I have another friend who like literally doesn't leave her house. And she's like, she's like, I'm thriving. And I was like, that's amazing. Good for great. you. Good for you. It's <laughs> not good for you. Not for me. Um, so again, like I've been trying to trying to go out and trying to do it in a safe way. And again, if I'm ever, you know, if a restaurant's too crowded or the, the gym has too many people in it, I will 100% like peace out. Um, but at the same time, like at this point, I am going to Orange Theory. Um, they're doing a great job of social distancing and sanitizing, and they require masks, and everyone wears them, and they take temperatures before every class. Like they're doing a great job, and I feel like by going to class, I'm assuming roughly the same amount of risk as I do going to the grocery store mm-hmm. um, in terms of like people touching things, right? You know, and putting right. them back, so. Now, do you, when you do Orange Theory, do you get to wear a mask while you do it? Or because I, I, that was been, that's been my biggest concern about going to workout classes is like, I don't know if I'm like, okay, like, do I feel cool to like be someplace where no, like, we, we all don't have unmasks together? But I also am like, bitch, you're not about to like actually do a cardio class with a mask on. Like, I just don't, I don't see that for myself. I am really out of shape at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm well, not making it through a class without, a, with a mask on. Like, it is not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on what the class is. So Orange Theory, there are three areas, like you're on a treadmill, you're on a rower, or you're at a weight station. Um, And so they've made it so every class is a 3G or three group. So there's all three stations are like active, I guess. So you spend basically 15 minutes in each area. And then you there's then everybody stops, wipes everything down and kind of transitions to the next area. Um, So you're, you know, you're told where to start. So if I start on the treadmill, like when I get put, put both feet on my treadmill, I'm allowed to take off my mask. Um, so like okay. when you're running, you don't have to run with a mask on, Got but it. if I'm going to get off the treadmill to go to the bathroom or get Got some it. hand sanitizer, like you have to have a mask on. So it's kind of like when you go to the restaurant and you're outside, like you take your mask off and then, but if you have to go inside, like to like go to the restroom or anything like that, like if you leave your table, you put your mask back on. Correct. And okay. so again, and I, again, my, my personal studio, you know, the owner of it, she set up these machines. They're called Molecule, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E. Um, I'm sure you've seen like Instagram ads and stuff on them. They've been blowing up. They're crazy expensive machines, <laughs> but it's basically like an FDA type approved oh, filter. Cool. Oh. So it like kills virus. Uh-oh. Laurel, oh sorry, you cut. you I think I cut it cut out for a little bit. So it kills viruses, and then what happens? Oh, like it kills viruses, and they just are all like set up. Gym, there's like five or six of them around the space. So I'm like, okay, between sanitizing, everyone wearing masks, 
this thing, temperature checks going in, like, I feel safe. I don't know if I would go to, like, a Zumba class, to your point, where, like, everybody takes off their mask, but we're not actually really that far apart from each other. Yeah. You know. So that's, but, like, well, I don't know. Maybe the next time I record an episode, I might go to a workout class. I don't know. I'm still kind of just, like, I don't know. But, like, you know, who knows? And honestly, when you were talking, I was just, like, thinking about it because, like, when you first started, you were, like, I think I'm between you and Jamie. But actually, like, I would have never gone to a workout class. So I actually think, re- like, I'm afraid to go and you're not. So I actually think you're probably doing more stuff than I am. But then I thought about it. I have another friend who I was talking to yesterday and I was, like, man, I'm really considering going to the movies. And she was, like, oh, my God, that's so dangerous. And I was, like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know if I'm going to go or not. I mean, the thing about the movie is, like, at least I can leave my mask on the whole time and, like, I don't have to sit around people. So I was like, okay. But, like, she was like, that seems really scary. But then she was telling me she and, like, her boyfriend, like, her long-term partner, they are stay like, they're doing, like, an overnight stay at a hotel, which I totally think I would love to do. But I'm kind of still, like, a little bit afraid to do that. So then this the reason I'm saying that is, like, through talking to you, I actually don't even know if I think people are, like, like you're between me and Jamie or like I'm between you and Jamie. I actually think that we're all just doing whatever like we personally feel comfortable with because like maybe I'm doing yeah. like one thing that you might not feel comfortable with, but like I don't necessarily know about the workout yet, but like actually like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, okay, maybe that doesn't sound so bad. So like, I feel like you talk to me, like, I, like more people that talk to me about it. I'm like, okay, like maybe this wouldn't be so bad. And my friend staying at the ho- the hotel yesterday, I was like, okay, like maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Like it seems like maybe it's safe. So I think, you know, we're all just kind of doing our own thing. And I have been thinking about it in like terms of like, okay, like I'm at this level of feeling safe, but like even through this conversation, I'm like, maybe that's just not even a thing. Cause I'm like, I would have never considered, you know, working out, but like, I consider myself to be super comfortable. So, but like you are working out and you were like, but I don't consider myself to be as comfortable, but like you're flying and like going to Florida, I would not have felt comfortable. So I think we're all just kind of just doing our own random ass shit and just trying not to get sick at this point basically <laughs> yeah well and I think when all of this started um and we had the kind of corona crew oh yeah like <laughs> chat group happening um I think I I kind of took the same stance I think you had said or, or brought up that operate under the assumption that you're going to get corona like everyone is just going to get it the question is when are you going to get it? Like, are you going to get it when there is a vaccine? Are you going to get it when it's a, a peak and there's like no hospital beds? Right. Oh God. Um, or how, and how bad are you going to get it? Like, are you going to get it where you're like sniffly and kind of feel junky for right. a week or two? Or are you going to be like, I see you bed into me? Yes. Well, and the thing is like, you don't want to be like, you don't want to like try to get it. But I, the thing is I wouldn't try to get anything. Like, I mean, I remember right. when I was younger though, my mom used to, I don't know if your parents did this, but like my mother would try to get me the chicken pox because yeah. yeah, So like, okay, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to go someplace and be like, Oh man, I really wish I could get COVID. Like absolutely not. But like, I know, but I think like there are things you can do like for your body and your wellness to help, like give yourself the best fighting chance. Like make sure you're sleeping, drink Mm -hmm. enough water, move your body, eat something that's not like cookies? from a microwave. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I've been like, COVID was like real, like real life cookies. Like I was, I was so stressed before COVID, which seems like it was like yesterday, but also like seven years ago. But like I was so stressed because I was like, I need to be doing more. I need to work out more and like eat healthier and like lose weight and everything else. And now, like seriously, since COVID, I was just talking to Jamie about this. I have no doubt at least gained like thirty to thirty-five pounds. 
because I like don't work out as much as I used to. Like I was like working out a lot. I think we used to talk about this. Like we didn't work out together, but we were both always doing something. And like, Mm -hmm. I always used to eat like super, like not super healthy. Like I love a cookie and a cake and a hamburger out, but like at home I would be like, okay, like, you know, if I'm going to have a dessert, let's have a yogurt bar or like, let's have some fruit with maybe a little bit of cool whip or something like that. Now I'm like, oh wow, Ben and Jerry's is having a sale. Well, you know, that seems like a very good idea stop yeah I like gotta stop I but I but the roller coaster hasn't stopped yet but like in my mind there's this funny like uh Instagram called the diet starts tomorrow like that's every day but I really am gonna try (laughs) not a diet but I'm gonna try to do some more intuitive style eating like soon so I'll just keep you posted with that but it has been a wild ride really freaking wild but anyway speaking of corona crew the reason I wanted to have you on today is to talk about friendships and friendship breakups but I think like the first most interesting thing to talk about if you can hear whatever there's I live in the suburbs and it still sounds like I live in the middle of the city because there's some kind of an ambulance going past anyway um I wanted to talk to you about Bumble BFF. So, like, I recently got back on Bumble BFF um, because, like, I have so many – I have so many friends, but, like, I have a good amount of friends. <laughs> but, like, I always feel like, you know, like, there's certain people who I get certain energies from. Like, I really love, like, if I wanted to go hiking or kayaking or, like, uh, like something earthy or nature or something like that, I feel like I would be like, okay, cool. I've got Jamie, and I could do that with Heidi. And, like, you know, I could probably ask other people, but I know for sure that they would do it. But if I'm like, I want to just do, like, a relaxed spa, chill day, like, Heidi would maybe do that. Like, I just don't have that. And then I've always had these girlfriends who kind of had, like, a lot of the same energy that I've had, which is, like, really, like, I don't want to, like, Jamie and Heidi and Jen, like, all my other friends, they're not really, like, uptight. That's not what I mean. But, like, I think I'm so like, whatever, fuck it. Let's have drinks at two o'clock in the afternoon and talk shit about men and watch reality TV. And I don't have a lot of friends like that right now. And I always have like those girly girl friends. Um, And like the only person who I was thinking about, and we talked about this a little bit on our tribe podcast that even is like closely like that is you, but like you live so far. So like, we don't really get to hang out super much, but um, it's always a great time when I do hang out with you. Cause I do think that like, that girly element of just being like a lot of like really feminine energy, but not like pink and poodles, but just like, I don't know, I can't really describe it, but I feel like you share that energy. So I was recently back on Instagram, not Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, but I was really recently. I was like, (laughs) did you ever leave Instagram? I've always been on Instagram. I fucking love it there. But I went back on Bumble because like, I was like, okay, like I would love to add some more girls to like my girl tribe. Like I've always been in the hunt of like looking for like a close connection of friends. And I, you and I met on uh, Bumble BFF. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about like what got you to join there and kind of like, how's your friendship journey been going since like we met? I actually don't think I ever asked you like, who else did you meet? Are you friends with anyone else? I, shame on me. I never even thought about it. So it's a great time to talk about it now. Yeah. So I, I went on Bumble BFF actually after the suggestion of my career coach, which makes me sound so like bougie and fancy. (sighs) Uh, but it, it was at the t- a time in my life where I felt stuck in my job and I wasn't feeling like satisfied. And so I was working with a coach um, just to kind of help really nail down 
Like, what do I, what do I want to be when I... <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Grow up Mm -hmm. um, and having a little bit more. I'm a very confident person at work, except when it comes to things like reviews or like speaking up for what I want in the office um, in terms of like my personal career. And so working with someone was helpful with that. And she had said, oh, she had met a ton of women on Bumble BFF as a great way to kind of like make some business connections and kind of expand her her circle as well. and so I was like, okay, this could be something that's, that's interesting. Um, it took some convincing for my husband. So we're both married. Uh, you and I are both married. Yes. Um, and so it took some convincing for my husband because I met my husband online. Um, and so he was a little bit nervous where he was like, well, you're not dating. Like we're married. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and I was like, no, like it's girls only. And he's like, well, what if, like, what if one of my friends who's on Bumble, like sees your profile? And I'm like, well, they won't. Cause I don't have one for Bumble or Bumble business. I just have a BFF profile. And like three or four of the pictures I had on there were like of our wedding. Like it very clearly is me in a white dress <laughs> standing next to my husband in the tux. Like, like it's me not, we're husband. not. <laughs> Like, I'm not pretending that there's, that I'm here for anything else. Um, I actually did notice a couple of guys on there and I definitely was like, report and block. Oh my gosh, same. I'm always like, nope. Like, you don't belong here. Absolutely not. Always trying to invade our safe spaces. (laughs) Exactly. And so the reason I had originally wanted to join Bumble BFF was that looking at my, and this actually ties into our topic today, but looking at my core friendship group of like, my ride or die girl tribe, they were the, the bridesmaids at my wedding. Um, I've been friends with them for literally ever. Uh, one of my bridesmaids and best friends, I've known her since sixth grade, seventh grade. Um, and then two other bridesmaids are actually sisters and I've known them since my freshman year of high school. So recognizing like the people and the women specifically that are closest to me that are not part of my couple friends, Mm -hmm. meaning like either friends that my husband and I have just we organically have as a couple or that we brought to like the table as a couple, um, you know, as coworkers yeah. or classmates, et cetera. Like these are like the women that I call where I'm like, they don't, they don't know, well, they know my husband, but like, they don't, they don't want to hang out with him. Right. They're like, no, we're here for Laurel. Um, we're not here to like have a couple double date somewhere. Um, but again, recognizing that they've been my friends forever, which is awesome. But I was like, why don't I have any friends that I've made since college? Um, you know, or, or, and again, I think comparison can be a thief of joy, but just looking at people on like Instagram or what have you to be like, Oh, this person loves their coworker and they're like besties outside of work. I don't have that. Right. Is there something wrong with me? Am I working at the wrong place? Like what's, what's going, you know, what's going on? Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll explore Bumble BFF and see what it's like. As you said, like I live in the suburbs, I don't live super far and I'm always fine to drive. Like that doesn't really bother me. Um, to like meet up with people. Um, but I was like, okay, like I don't need, I unfortunately having like all my friends live in the West loop would be super fun, but also a huge bummer for me involving lots of traffic, lots of parking, lots of traffic. Yep. 
but so I was like, okay, like, can I find a couple of friends who live in, you know, some women that I enjoy spending time with that live in the city, maybe some that live in the suburbs. I'm totally fine if you're like married or have kids, but like kind of just being in a general life stage of late twenties to mid thirties, you know, I'm, you're starting to move up in the career mm-hmm. world. You're starting to maybe settle down with a husband or a child or a house or what have you, like people kind of on that same yeah. wavelength. And then you, I think you'd ask like, did I, do I have a lot of other friends from Bumble? I think through you, I've met the most women that I've stayed closest in touch with, you know, talking about Jamie or Heidi, um, or even some of the other women in the book club, like Tiffany and a a couple other women. Um, I think those are the ones I've stayed the most in touch with. I've had some really weird Bumble BFF, like group dates. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. I hate those. Uh, was- which was fine. I I liked it because it was one of the first times I met a lot of women from online lady dating. Yeah. Um, so I liked that it was like, okay, it's no pressure because there's like 12 of us. So if I don't vibe with anyone, it's not a big deal. Or if I do, that's cool. But there was one girl who was definitely extra. And I can be a lot of a person to deal with. But like, this was like, she created a group chat and she it was a Thursday night and she was like let's go to a bar and take shots and oh my god like, do all this stuff and I was like hey like I have to not to sound extra lame but like I have to work in the morning I have to take an uber back out to the suburbs like it is 11 30 like we had you know some great pizza and wine and some cocktails at the bar and like I'm out like I'm good now yeah like I'm not I'm not here to throw down on like a Wednesday totally. night until two in the morning yes. it's not me and I just feel like that is to speak to your point it's so hard I think that's really the issue is like it's so hard to meet people in the middle because you get your like Jamie Jamie's also back on Bumble I, don't, I actually don't know if she is or not like the last time we talked about it she was but I will check in with her but she was and she was like yeah she actually was looking for more single friends and I get that right because like a lot of us are married or taken or partnered like most of us are and I think she was like it would be great to have like more single girlfriends not that I think she wants to go throw down and do shots and shit like that but I think that it would just like build her community like she's really focused on empowering herself as like self-partnered and so I think that that's been really useful for her and like while I'm not necessarily looking for married friends it would be really nice to have more married friends not because I want to hang out with their husbands though but because it's like like you said like oh like you have a house and I have a house like and again that is really not important but I kind of think it's like I would never ask you like do you want to throw down on drinks on a fucking Thursday no bitch of course I don't want to do that because like I gotta go to work too. Also, I'm tired. Also, I'm probably sick of hanging out with you. Like, like this was enough. Right, hours but at the same me. time, like, yeah, but at the same time, like, you and I have definitely like sent each other pictures of like houses and like house projects yeah, we're doing and stuff like that. And, and so like that's what I more yeah. mean is like that kind of same life with yes. Like, and so I can see where Jamie's at to be like, you're right. Like, it's not that she doesn't want to hang out with you or I because we're married. Yeah. It's just more. I'm not going to commiserate about the dating pool right now because I haven't dated in 10 years. Yes. Like, I don't know what's and happening. And I would feel like, like an asshole too. Like, that's why I'm always just like really willing to listen, but I don't have the fucking dumbass dude on Tinder right now. Like, you know, that's just not my, like, I don't know. Like I've got a husband who snores and like doesn't do enough shit with around the house. Like he could do better, but like, that's a different level of a complaint. And then I feel like, you know, maybe you might be like, yep, Steven, like, cleans up a lot or whatever I don't know but like it just like like, you say as I stare at the pile of clothes (laughs) sitting on the end of the bed where I'm like really you couldn't have put those away anytime today Steven it's fine yeah it's fine everything's fine so like again totally love my husband dearly lovely human I chose him for life wonderful lobster but but like like, you know it's little things like that but also though like when you meet I do other also though know and meet a lot of other married people and they are like um 
they're really, really married. And I think that I'm like married, but like not really married. Like, I think that's a weird thing to say, but like, I'm just married. Like, I'm not dead. Like, if you wanted to go, if you were like, when COVID was over and you were like, let's just do a girl's, like, we were even thinking before COVID, we were like, maybe we should go fucking see Lizzo. I think it was what in like Mexico or something and just like do girls. And I was like, yes, but like, I know so many of like a lot of the married women that I meet are like, but also though, can we invite our husbands and go to church together? And I'm like, but do we have to, like, could we just drink? That would be okay. Like we could just do that too. Cause again, I'm only 31. Like I don't, I'm not dead. I'm alive and I'm only in my thirties. So I think that's like been the hardest thing for me to find is like people who kind of are still fun. I feel like everybody's so serious sometimes and like married and boring or like don't want to do anything fun so that's kind of been a little bit of a hassle yeah well I think it depends on the kind of relationship you have with your spouse and I know that this is a friendship podcast not a spouse podcast but like uh I think my therapist had said from talking to her just about relationship issues and things and just working through my own personal you know baggage and whatnot she said oh but from an outside perspective you and your husband are very much like you're a connected couple but you're not like an enmeshed couple like my Husband and I, like, it is totally fine if I go have a girls' night out with you and and Jamie and we go to the zoo for the dessert night or whatever and my husband stayed home and watched TV and made himself a pizza. Like, he is, that is, he's perfectly content to do that. Just, like, if he wants to go, like, play a round of golf with some of his guy friends while I, like, hang out at home and, like, put on some music and garden, like, I'm cool with that, too. And it's not that we're not a connected couple and it's not that we don't enjoy spending time with each other or other couples, but, like... We don't need each other, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. You just choose like, each other. Correct. I'm like, it's awesome that you're there. But, like, if you got other things to do that I'm not interested in, that's cool. I'll see you at dinner. Like, Yes. And so right before it, so, like, I recorded a little bit of something before you got on here. And, like, basically what I was talking about, and this will kind of lead us more into this conversation, too, is about enneagrams. And so what I was thinking, actually, while you were talking about this is, like, I, I know you're a three and Stephen is a six, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a six too. And I think that maybe that is like, maybe I don't really seem a lot like Steven or maybe I do. And maybe that's why you want to be friends. I don't know. But I think that like people, like, I feel like as a six, like I'm super cool to be like by myself. Like, I think I've like, just because I have so much anxiety and like phobias of other people a lot of the times that sometimes it's easier to just deal with my own shit. But I love being around people too. So I think that like some I've been reading a lot about sixes. And that is like a very six thing is like, we're really okay with ourselves, partially because like, maybe we're a little bit insane and have like a lot of voices in our heads, because we're always thinking about like a 1000 different things. But like, sometimes it's easier for me to be like by myself, because hearing other people's opinions kind of throws me off. And I'm always a person who like, if you were to say like, if I had a whole plan and then you were like, but Iris, did you think about this? I'd be like, well, fuck. Now I've got to like go and like rethink everything and like redo everything all over again. So, and I know I used to think that I was a three because a lot of the times sixes appear to be threes. And so so that's why Mm -hmm. I feel like that I was like, oh, maybe this is like, like how you and Steven vibe because like, I can imagine myself like, I don't even like me and Mike work in the same house all day, every day. I don't see him because like, I refuse to engage with him. I'm like, I have to be inside of my work thing right now. So I really can't even go there with you. So like I, we're very separately together, which I think has really worked for our marriage, but we've also been together for a really long time. So I think that that kind of comes with time. Um, you and Steven too, but like we've been, this is our going, this is our 13th year together. So I'm kind of like, I, you're good. I know what you're up to. Thanks. Or if I don't, then I'm not going to worry about it. Like I can't concern myself with like other shit like that. That will give me anxiety. So anyway. 
No, and I think, yeah, I think a lot of it does come with uh, time, but also I feel like with my three energy, you know, as a three, there's a lot of like achievement mm-hmm. and like pushing yourself um, and people who know me definitely, again, like thinking about my closest and longest girlfriends that I've had forever and ever, they always joke that like, I'm the one who's like the, the girl boss making moves and like dragging everyone along with me um, to be like, why aren't you asking for a raise? Why aren't you getting what you want? Like push yourself, like, let's go. Uh, But at the same time, I have a lot of the like, but I want everyone to like me and think I'm a good person. So therefore, like Iris, if you said, again, I want to go to to Mexico to go see Lizzo, and I was unsure, I'd be like, well, Iris, I want her to like me. So like, I'm going to be the that girly girl who wants to go do those things, because that'll make her like me, and it'll be great. And then she'll like me. Um, And that is and so and I think that's like, like, I totally hear you with that. So like, I like, it would be shitty to say that I don't. So again, another one of the things that I talked about on the podcast, and like, I hope to do a whole episode about like, in, I can't remember if it's Enneagrams or Enneagrams, but either way, whatever it is, I wanted to do a whole episode about it. Cause like, I really did think I was a three, but then I wasn't super invested in it because a lot of the things that are three, like I kind of am like, Oh, like that's not really like me. Like I don't really do all that stuff, but the achiever stuff is like me. But the reason why I get into the achiever stuff is because, like, I have a lot of issues with stability, which is why I was so fucking freaked out and annoyed at the beginning of COVID because I was just like, this makes me feel really unstable. Um, And I really had to, like, figure out how to ground myself. I think everybody felt like that. So I'm not going to say I'm special. But, like, it really freaked me out because less to do about, like, getting sick, more to do with, like, what about my career? What about my money? Am I going to lose my house? Like I was very fucking freaked out about that. And I really had to like mentally ground myself and it took a while. Cause like, it, and I still feel, yeah. anxious. I still feel really anxious about it, but like most of my motivation is based on like anxiety. So like, I think that you and I have a lot in common in that we're like probably both really high, achie- like we're, we're achievers. We like love work and like, I, I love work. I, I'm still working two jobs right now, even though I have like, I'm back to my full capacity. I'm still keeping my side hustle up because like I can, and I, I like to be busy. I like to work. I like to save money. Like I'm, that's a really big thing for me. My thing though, is like, it's, I, I'm motivated a lot by the, the stability. It makes me feel more stable to have those things in place. And for you, if you were like, I don't so much worry about like what other people think about me, but I think it's because I'm really counterphobic. And what that means is like, if I think for a second that you don't like me, well then now I just don't like you, which kind of brings us up into our friendship conversation. That is literally what usually happens to me is like, if I get a whiff that I'm like, okay, it seems like, seems like Laurel does not really like me. Like I'm always the one texting her, which is not true. You and I, I think are like, you're really good about that. Like we catch up with each other, but like, I'm always the one who's texting her. And every time I invite her to something, she never wants to go. And like, she's always hanging out with other people, but she's not hanging out with me, which kind of sounds so kindergarten. But I, I hope that people listening to this will be honest with themselves. I think we all fucking feel that way. And it's just real. Mm -hmm. And like, you're always inviting other people, but you never invited me. Like if I felt like that, I would literally just be like, okay, well, cool. Now I don't like you anymore. And like, now we're not friends like that's literally how all my friendship breakups happen um like I've had so many of them like getting ready for this episode I was thinking about like my worst one because I was going to be like okay Laurel what's your worst friendship breakup and like because I'm so counterphobic like it I can't even think about which one was the worst one because like in my brain I have built up this wall that like actually none of them were that bad because I just fucking hate them all which is probably so not true like I really need to dig deeper into like you know was I really hurt by this and I'm gonna think about that while we talk but like I'm so just like if I get a whiff that you don't like me and that's always what it is when I when I did think about like all of my friendship breakups, it was always because I kind of felt like the person didn't like me or like they didn't like me as much as I liked them or they weren't 
giving as much as I gave. And I felt very like unstable in that friendship. And it made me say, okay, well then a, a person who's phobic, which a six can be phobic or counterphobic, a phobic person would be like, okay, like, I'm not going to say anything about this at all. I'm just going to just try to, like, go with the flow and avoid the conflict and whatever. For me, I'm just like, well, you know what? And I'll fuck this shit. We're going to burn this whole friendship down. I'm never fucking talking to you again. And I'm blocking you on everything. I'm deleting you, Um, which is such a horrible way to be. Like, it's, like, not great. But, like, that's just how my reactions are. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm curious, a person who's not a psycho six, how about you? Tell (laughs) Tell me about some of your friendship breakups. Well, and what's funny is um, I actually, after one of your episodes where you talked about, like, finding your tribe and, and whatnot, uh, Jamie had mentioned, like, a lot of her friendships had ended because she was just a lot. And I, I actually texted her and was like, okay, so, like, are you and I the same person? Did we just live parallel lives? Because I think, again, big three energy, uh, where, like, I want everybody to like me and, like, view me in a good light. And I definitely am a, a giver in terms of, like, my my energy my time like like I I think you've seen this like whatever you need like I got you like I will do my best to help you totally all of that which is great but then what happens and I think a lot of things can be rooted in childhood trauma Uh, I think we talked about this but like you and I would not have been friends growing up like you would definitely like beat it up like beat up my nerdy butt (laughs) I would school. I always tell you that though like that is the thing is like I know I seem probably like I would have been such a mean girl but I'm I was really like it's really like if, if you would have come to me and I, I think I'm the same way. If you would have been like, Hey, like I really want to be friends with you. And like you said, you're a giver, you're, you would be involved and you would be invested. Like I'm surprised when I started giving a lot of my friends Enneagram tests, the number three is the friends that I actually have the most Laurel. So like, I think it's because like I appear to be a three. It frustrates me when people do shit where I'm just like, okay, like, but do you want to be a loser? Like you don't want to have a job or money. Like it actually baffles me because I'm so focused on like having stability that seeing other people be cool with being unstable makes me not like them which is totally crazy I'm a fucking psycho but like that's why I think I get I have so many three friends I I kid you not and then I when I did this re this new like okay I need to find more you know more like-minded friends like more people like that that all the new girls that I met again I'm not kidding you every single one of the new women who I've met who I will introduce you to are all threes so like I'm telling you we would have been friends always because I think that we actually have a lot in common. Like, I think that, like, I was telling Jamie this this morning. I think sometimes I appear to be an eight, which is, like, a more aggressive person. But I'm really, like, such a softy. Like, if I'm, like, one of those dogs that, like, barks at you. But then if you pet me, I'm, like, oh, hi. Like, hello. I just want to be loved. Like, I just I want to be your friend. And I got your back. If you said that, I'd be, like, okay, cool. Well, now we're best friends for life. That's a six. We're just super loyal. Like, if yeah. I know that you got my back and I know that I can trust you. As things change... Other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. But you seem to be, like, from what I know in the year of being friends with you, very trustworthy. Very much like you do what you say you're going to do. Like, 
you're reliable. Like, those are the things that I look for. Like, I would rather be friends with, like, a ton of nerdy girls. Like, not, I don't even think you're nerdy, but, like, I'm just saying that because, like, that's how you, what you said. I'd be friends <laughs> with, when I was in high school, my friends were the goth girls, the nerdy girls, the girls who lived in the trailer park. Like, I would be friends with them because those bitches were loyal. Like, they had my back. If I was upset, they were upset. Like, and that's what I think I look for in a friend. So, like, not to interrupt you, but absolutely not. We would have been friends no matter what because, like, you have those characteristics. And that's literally what I look for in a friend. Yeah. And, again, I think uh, I, I like your dog analogy where, like, <laughs> you bark, but I bark, bark at you, but then you pet me. I'm not. Um, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite where I'm like, oh, you don't like me. I'm going to smother you with my love <laughs> until you adore me. Um, and I recognize that I totally do this, like, both in a personal environment and a work environment. Um, I've worked with a lot of difficult personalities in, like, work. And I always get them, like, on my side. I, I joke that, like, it's my secret talent is, like, I'm the asshole whisperer. That, like, oh, no one wants to work with this person. I'm going to make them love my department because I work in marketing and everyone Mm -hmm. always yells at marketing people but like I'm gonna make them love me and appreciate me and never want me to leave um do you know that like that is like if I were to say like if I could take one characteristic from you like I wish it was that because like as a six like again that's what happens to me in my jobs like when I leave is I usually feel like somebody is being a bitch and like I don't feel like they appreciate me and so then it just makes me I completely check out of it and so like I wish that I had the perseverance that you're mentioning right now to just be like okay maybe I can change your opinion let me show them how great I am but like that's why I'm not a three like that's why you are because that's a real skill set I wish that I had that and again I think that there's there's good again with Enneagrams or just personalities in general there's good and bad to it you know, it's, it can be really great in a work environment, uh, in a friendship environment. It meant that growing up, like, if I got a, the inkling that you didn't like me or maybe you were distancing yourself from me, I would almost latch on harder um, or change, try and change myself to be whatever I thought you needed or wanted to keep me around. Which is, again, looking back, like, retrospectively, to- it's not healthy. Um, but again, it's some of it is kind of the product of trauma um again like as a young kid I definitely had I remember it was like middle school and one girl I I I sat next to her in history class and we were super close and I really liked hanging out with her um and then all of a sudden she stopped talking to me and I couldn't figure out why and I was so upset found out later that I guess like the cool kids quote-unquote um were like well you can hang out with us but you can't hang out with Laurel and us because like she's not cool um and that kind of became like a recurring theme you know, throughout like middle school and early ish in high school until I kind of found my people, quote unquote. Um, and so again, I think a lot of friendship behaviors you learn early and then you kind of have gut reactions. Mm-hmm. So if talking about like friendship breakups, all of mine, if I, if I had talked to you like a month and a half ago before I started really like digging into it in therapy, you know, a lot of it's kind of painting myself as a victim like these people were assholes and like I did everything for them and I like none of it was my fault these girls are just the worst right um feel bad for me uh but again you know I've spent some time kind of looking back on them to be like okay but like it could be 80 percent them being jerks and being terrible people and doing totally the wrong thing but like 20 percent is probably on me for either you know being extra extra needy or you know not reacting to situations well or, or anything like that. Then I think comes again, it's a maturity thing. It's a introspective thing, what have you. But yeah. when you said like, what is your worst friendship breakup? I immediately thought of 
one, I actually thought of two that they both happened actually in college, which is why I don't have a lot of friends from college, which is why I was on Bumble BFF. So it all kind of like, it all intertwines together of how I found you. And I think it's just ironic that you and I actually grew up in this, we actually went to the same like high school district. Uh-huh. I went to the, we both like, and we're not, I'm 30, so we're not that far apart. So we probably did cross, you know, cross paths at some point. Yes, only you were probably a good kid, and I was, like, literally hooking up with 25-year-olds and drinking booze. So, I mean. <laughs> and I was the one who was like, I'm going to go to Northwestern and be the editor-in-chief of my newspaper and, like, I mean, live my Devil Wears Prada dreams. I feel like it's um, very, very funny because, like, listen, you were, like, the good one and, like, doing all the right things. And I was literally like, oh, my gosh, my boyfriend will pick us up and buy us booze because he's 25. He's going to come here with his super cool car, but he's a fucking psychopath. And I was like, I had straight A's had a really good ACT score but because I was so fucking lazy like I was just kind of like meh I was like you know what I'm gonna just go ahead and go to DePaul which I feel like is like so the school the school differences between going to Northwestern and DePaul like could be summed up in the differences between us (laughs) but and it was funny you were talking about biggest pet peeves earlier about like girls who just aren't loyal and don't follow through to me that drives me insane when I know that like friends or people in my life are so capable but they just like can't like crap out. Oh yeah. Um, I, be... I I I would say I dated a guy. Dated is a really loose loose term in college. Um and he was a he was a year year or two older than me. Uh and so he was a senior and he was about to graduate and he was gonna go to law school. Um ironically him and my husband went to law school together. So it was funny. really funny to like see him all the time and be like, Hey, how are you? Um but like for law school he had like a near perfect LSAT score, which is freaking impossible to do. Um, you know, he had some decent extracurriculars, but like he went to Loyola and undergrad and like gave zero shits. And so he had a 2.5 GPA. And mm. I knew he was smart because you don't get a perfect score on the LSAT without being smart. Right. Because I was taking the LSAT at the time and I was like, I'm busting my ass and not getting anything near your score. But I was like, if you had a good score, and a halfway decent GPA, you literally could go to Harvard. But instead, you're limiting yourself to, like, these, like, not as great law schools just because you you're didn't lazy. care for the last four years. And it that stuff drives me insane. Um, you I know, will like, drive I, you insane. That is, like, literally <laughs> one of my horrible things. Like, sometimes, like, I will see a job and I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so qualified for this. But I'll just be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I go there, like, it'll be hard. So then I don't do it. Like, I... But that I think might... that's why you and I make good friends, because yeah. I'd be the one behind you being like, bitch, what are you talking about? You care about stability and you achievement. You should do it. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, very what true. what fire do I need to light underneath you? We're going to do this. Yeah, and that's what everybody needs. I feel like every six needs a three. And, you know, in a three, miss must need sixes because we're very loyal. We'll be like, okay, great. Like, we're friends now? Perfect. Let's be friends forever. It sounds wonderful. And it sounds like you want people to say that. Because everything you said that was, like, horrible, like, that broke up your friendships, I was going to say, like, I would, I think that, you know, totally, like, you do the work in therapy, and, like, some of those things are definitely, I'm not a therapist, but maybe problematic behavior is, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But from a layman, what I would say is, like, my favorite words that I heard recently, every trash can has its lid. I would have loved to have a friend like that. Like, I'm always the person, like you even said, you're like, I've met a lot of good friends through you. Like, I have never met a lot of good friends through anyone. I'm always the person who's not, and this is not a dig at you. I'm just saying, like, the things like, that I would. I'm sorry, my best friend moved to California. <laughs> no, I but I think. Right no, she, yeah, no, no, that's okay. But what I mean is, like, it would be so nice, like, for me, like, 
to ha- like I like the I guess I don't think this is well maybe it is my worst friendship breakup I, I think maybe it is the worst friendship breakup that I had is probably the reason why I started this podcast and I think it's because like when she and I were friends like we were really really close friends we lived together we had a like a really fun friendship like she, we had a lot of fun together but she was kind of a bitch and she would say like little sneak dis mean things to me all the time and it kind of like put my haunches up where I was like okay like I don't feel like you have my best interest at heart. But the problem is that I had already introduced her to like all of my friends. And so we had like a friendship group. We had a tribe, so to speak. And Mm -hmm. so like in losing being friends with her, it kind of made it so that like, I don't have any of those friends anymore, like none of them. And it's not like they really chose to be friends with her, but like, I don't know what it is about myself. It's probably something to do with like counterphobia or something like that. I don't know. But like, I hate being, I really don't like being friends with people who are friends with people who have hurt me. It's like very hard for me to get over. So sometimes I will like have these really perfect friendship tribes and like I will lose if I, if I stop being friends with one of the people in it, especially the person who was probably my closest friend in the group, I kind of back away from the whole thing. Cause I would never tell people like you need to choose because like that's fucked up. But also like I kind of choose for them where I will just completely remove myself from the equation. And like even one of the girls who I still kind of am friendly with, um, she was like messaging me on Instagram and she's like, I'd really love for us to hang out. Let's try to hang out by X, Y, Z date. And like, I've been thinking about it, but like, I just can't find the motivation because I just kind of don't want to get close to her because I just feel like it'll just like knowing that she's friends with this person will just like, probably like, I don't know, on some level hurt me. And so I just kind of am like, it makes, it sucks that I'm like this, that I cannot be friends with people. Like, because it's happened, it's happened there. That's most recent, but it's happened before with another girl who I had like a, like a friendship breakup with, but I don't consider it to be that bad. Cause like we kind of broke up and got back together a few times and then it finally ended. And it was kind of like, we grew apart. Like it's like no love loss. It was no love loss there. By the time we finally ended the friendship, I kind of don't miss it. But at the time, like, like during our first friendship breakup, we we had a mutual friend together who is Nina, who's actually been on this podcast before. Mm -hmm. And like, Nina and I have been friends since high school. Like Nina went to the high school that I went to before I transferred to like the same district that you're from. And like, we've known each other for years. We've worked together and like we were friends and I introduced those two and then they became really good friends. And so when me and this girl kind of had a friendship breakup, I kind of lost Nina as a friend too until Nina realized that this bitch was crazy. And then she was like, (laughs) actually you were right. So like, of course, Nina and I are like still very, like she's one of, she's my, one of my best friends, but like, it sucks because like, I just stopped talking to Nina when that happened. I was like willing to lose my like 10 plus year friendship so that I didn't have to deal with that girl. So like, I hate that. That's usually what happens. So like, I want to have a friendship tribe, but I'm also kind of afraid of it. Right. Because I'm like, I love to have these individual friendships. Like I love connecting all of you to hang out together, but I love that like you and I can still like the last time we saw each other right before COVID blew up our lives. We like had lunch and got a massage, just us two. And it wasn't always just the group. I'm like really fearful of doing that again, but I would love to have, I would have loved to have had a friend like you, or like, I love having a friend like you, like, I want somebody to be like, hey, I want to be like, I would love some like outward. I love being friends with you because it's so hard to come by. And like for a person who has like a a phobia of being like 
rejected or being ousted um, and therefore we'll just cut things off. It would be really lovely to have it, it. I think it would have been great for me to have had a friend like you who was just so vocal about the fact that you wanted to be friends. Um, so, you know, obviously maybe some of the things that you did in the past during college kind of like maybe broke some things up, but I also think maybe you just didn't meet your, your right people. They just probably weren't meant to be your friends. Cause I do think there would be people who would appreciate those things about you. Well, and again, I think it's all how you react to situations. Like to your point of like, I don't, I don't think it's being a crazy six that you cut off contact with people. Okay. Are we back? Okay. That was, you were back. Okay. Oof. Everyone. Just so you know, we got disconnected, but Laurel, you were saying it's not because I'm a crazy six. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I think it's, I, I think I was going to say that it's just kind of how you react to situations. Like your loyalty was hurt or you feel like your loyalty was betrayed for some reason. And therefore you're like, burn the bridge, cut it off. Whereas like, I think because I react to like either loyalty being betrayed or like being hurt with like work harder to make you like me, that can obviously go way too far sometimes. And I think that that's why I've had a couple of friendships that have just totally kind of exploded. And they haven't been to your point, kind of like a clean break. It's been one of those, like everyone gets, this uh, this is me being sounded like a victim and I'm not trying to necessarily but like everybody is like we're done like I can't deal with your level of laurel right now so like we're all out um which I think can again create it's all it's all in how you react and how you interpret whatever the action is like I feel like if you ever to me and just totally were ghosting me like my first reaction would be like oh my god what did you wrong like what is happening and I would want some kind of, like, explanation as to, like, what happened. Yeah, like, did I do something wrong? Are you just totally over me? Like, what is going on right now? Um, you know, versus, like, someone being like, oh, okay, like, we're not talking. Cool, then I'm not talking to you. Bye. Like, you have to, I think, hurt me pretty badly. <laughs> this sounds so, like, bad that I would, like, I'll take your abuse. But I, the relationships and the friendships that I've had that have been really traumatic and how they've ended have ended with that kind of feeling of like, I've done everything I possibly could probably sometimes to a way too much extent. And, you know, like now, now I'm, I'm not going to talk to you now, not because I'm like burn a bridge, but because I'm so deeply hurt by what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So why do we do this to ourselves? (laughs) I don't know. And again, I think, uh, you know, you did talk about your, your friend with your worst friendship breakup. I think my worst one was, uh, my junior year of college, I lived with a bunch of girls in like a single dorm. So the way it worked was it was three single rooms, a bathroom, a common area kitchen. And then on the other side of like the kitchen, three more single rooms with a bathroom. So it was one of those, like you basically had your own private space, but there also was public space. Um, And it was great because I made friends with a lot of those girls that I lived in that kind of pod thing with my junior year. Um, I didn't know them prior, but it was really great. Cause again, like you were like roommates, but also we had someone from the university rooms and clean the kitchen. Oh, so nice. like I love the that. things that like n- normal roommates argue about, it was like, Oh, like your, your Off room the table. is a disaster. Well, well, we're just not going to hang out in there then we'll hang out over here. Um, no big deal. Um, but going into that year, my sophomore year of college, I had gotten really sick. I'd actually gotten MRSA, the staff oh, infection, no. from the dorms. 
Oh. Um, so I'd spent the summer I had had, I had had, I'd been like reinfected basically like four times, three times. And so I spent like the entire summer, like sick with MRSA, could not leave the house, had to go to like Russia's infectious disease wing to try and figure out like what's happening. Um, and I had found out like I was getting it from other people, um, that I wasn't a carrier, which means like just like COVID, like I wasn't someone who was asymptomatic, who didn't who would give it to other people. I was picking right. it up myself. Um, but it kind of like wrecked my immune system and totally ruined the summer. And it was just like not a great experience. That's also why I lived in a dorm my junior year. Cause I was like, listen, I went back to the dorms, but I lived there because I was like, okay, like it's going to get cleaned. It's not, I got the staff infection from like the party dorm that I lived my uh-huh. summer year. So like, listen, like this is the more adults. This is safer, you know, safe space. Yeah safe space and it's not like a house where I'm sitting here being like guys we have to bleach everything because otherwise I'll get sick like no we have a cleaning crew that does that and so no one has to like deal with it Um, but I obviously I still have uh, to this day I still have scars from where I had it um, because it can be like flesh eating for lack of a better term so my junior year roommates knew that I had these scars and I they'd known that you know I said I had MRSA I haven't had it in four months I literally, it's called HibaCleanse. It's basically like it kills all the other bacteria in your body. I've like, I shower with that once a week. Like it is horrific for your hair and your skin, but like it basically kills anything on it. Um, you know, I've been tested. I'm not a carrier. Like I've been cleared by Russia. I've been cleared by Northwestern. Like I'm safe to be here, right. but like that that's where the scars are from. Um, and so about, oh gosh, 75% of the way through my junior year, I was uh, interning down in the city in a loop. And so I came back from work one day and all of my roommates had moved out and the, uh, the room smelled really heavily of bleach and like, um, and they, they basically came back in and like kept like, like six plus feet away from me. Like if I took a step towards them, they took a step backwards and we're like, well, my grandpa's a doctor. And he said, I can get MRSA from you because you had it. So therefore it's not safe for us to live here. So we're moving out and like, we can't hang out anymore because you could make us sick. Seriously. Well, that's like some Um, mean girl fucking traumatic shit. uh, And the problem was of course, like me and my, like, I will make you love me where I was like, let me pull up my doctor's reports. Let me pull up all these articles saying like, if you're not a carrier, it's not a problem. You know, like all these things again, cause I'm, I want to like, make you love me sure um and so I think that's also I I'm so fortunate I was dating Steven at the time and I think that really helps kind of bring our relationship closer together because like he immediately came up from law school to the Northwestern campus and like took my side and was like what do you need like are we do you want to move home do you want to move in my dorm with me like do what do you want to do how can I help like what you know whatever it is that you you need I, I've got you and I think that was really a bo- you know a bonding point in our relationship and I think it actually proved himself to my parents mm-hmm. a little bit too knowing like they couldn't be there but knowing that like I had a support system right when it felt like my entire support system and like my the people I was closest with in college just ghosted um and so yeah like to this day I still I don't talk to any of them. Well, I'm not, I actually, I like, wouldn't. Whatsoever. That was the bitchiest, meanest thing ever. That was cruel. That's a cruel thing to do to somebody. And, and for me, the hardest part, I think, was because they did it when I wasn't even there. Yeah. Like, I came back from work at, like, 6 o'clock at night to, like, a totally empty space. Like, they had moved their dishes out. They had moved, you know, they'd moved rooms. And I was like, if you had enough time to, like, go talk to housing, 
to tell them that you needed to move somewhere. Like you've been planning this for a while. Like right. we couldn't have had a discussion about this or talked about it at all. Um, so again, like I'm not trying to like necessarily play the victim. Again, this is me being like having the therapist in the back of the mind being like, it's, it's not, I definitely probably played some level of part in it to make them even more angry after the fact, but like there's certain things out of your control. So sure. Again, that was just really I, cruel though. I definitely have like abandonment issues, I think because of it. Um, because it, again, it, I've had a lot of scenarios, various friendships that have kind of ended in similar fashions. Um, yeah. And I again, I think, again, I think that's why that I keep somebody. saying like, Oh, we wouldn't be friends. Cause I would be like the first time you'd be like, you would be mean to me. I'd be like, she hates me and everything's terrible. Um, even if it wasn't true. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, I was talking to Heidi about that this morning. I like Heidi and uh, Jamie, we were talking about something and I was like, yeah, like one of the things I said is I was like, I really have to work on, like Jamie was sharing something about like, there's the theory of fight or flight, but then there's like a third one, like uh, there's, there's a fourth one too. There's like something before flight, but like ignore, like, it's just like shock. Like you just stay there. Then there's fight and then there's flight. Yeah. So there's like one thing where you just don't do anything at all. Then there's, like, fight. Then there's flight. And then there's, like, a fourth option, which I didn't know about. But it's annihilate. I immediately go to annihilate. But in order to do that, something has to happen. I never – I, to this day, can't think of a time where I've ever been, like, truthfully, like, going out of my way to be mean to somebody. It's just not really a part of my nature. Another fun fact about me that I, I think is, like, closely related is I'm a Sagittarius. We are super – like, most of sa- most Sag Sags are very friendly. Like, I'm a super friendly person. Like, I would never – do that um if I was your friend I would have been like Matt I'm an underdog person like I would have been like how dare you fucking do that like I'm probably like the person who would have been like to your defense like no don't pick up my friend like because if I because that's the thing about a six is like if we've decided that like you're our person then now you're our person and so we will like have your back we'll defend you like so I'm not I would never do that I'm not really mean to people either unless you do something to me and then at that point like if I'm mean to you it should be like okay cool so like we're not friends anymore because I'm never mean to my friends I'm only mean to people who I've decided it's like this is done yeah well I think that there's also like a fine line between being like me like intentionally mean and kind of I'm gonna say like familial poking fun at like um oh yeah I mentioned right my like best friend, literally be- like best and closest friend, she moved to California at the beginning, uh, at the end of last year, actually. Um, and like, she's notorious for being hangry. Like if she oh, doesn't yeah. eat every half an hour, like she has a full on like diva meltdown and she's not a diva whatsoever, but like she will have a so meltdown. <laughs> um, yes. Like at my bachelorette party, she actually like laid down on the floor of the lobby and like had a tantrum because we weren't getting to dinner, walking to dinner fast enough. Um, <laughs> But, like, we all know that. And so, like, whenever there's, like, a meme or something that's talking about, like, sorry, that was my hanger talking, we always tag her. And it's no, not like I'm doing be. it to be mean. It's like, hey, I've known you for over 10 years. And, like, I know you. That you're going to – she's definitely You more... think this is funny. You're aware of this. Yes. Like, we joke about it all the time where, you know, it's the same same thing where she jokes with me where she's like, wow, how many side hustles do you have? Like, is there another <laughs> side you can hustle? Because I think you've, you've, you've done that now. Like, I feel like um, that's a good thing. Right, but I, but I think, like, that I'm calling it, like, familial poking fun, where, mm-hmm. like, if a sibling does it or something, they're not coming at you from a place of, like, I want to hurt you, like, right. emotionally. It's more, like, a, a deep understanding of, like, I know you, and we all have these things that yes, make us who yes. we are, and sometimes they're wonderful things, and sometimes it's, like, I have to carry snacks in my bag for Natalia, because she will get hungry, and then she's awful to be around. 
and that's okay. So, like we all know you it. Just need a snack. Those little Snickers commercials. Yeah. Yes. Like we all know it, and so it's fine. So I'll just carry some dried fruit in my bag, and that's fine. And you'll make. Yeah. And sh- she makes me try on ridiculous, like fashion-forward outfits that I absolutely would never, ever, normally pick up. And sometimes they're really cute. Cute. So it's fine. It's like, like a surprise. Uh, yeah, I feel like that is true, too. Like, I definitely think that that could easily happen. I think one of the best things, though, for me is, like, I think because I'm so anxious about – I feel like that I am really anxious about a lot of stuff, though. But I think because I'm always, like, thinking about, like, the worst possible scenario, I'm always really good with people, which is, like, my husband's an eight. And, like, a couple of my other friends are eights. And we were talking about that today, too. And, like, Jamie was like, I don't know. Like, she's like, it'd be really kind of hard to be friends with an eight. And I'm like, no, no, no. Eights are my jam. And the reason why an eight is my jam is because they're very to the point. I do really well with people. Like, if, if I ever did send you a meme that hurt your feelings, it would be like, you should just be like, hey, that kind of hurt my feelings. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'm sorry. Like, I, and then I will never do it again. But, like, I hate when I have to think about it. Like, that's the thing that gives me anxiety. And I've had that, too. Like, too, that's a lot of what happens with friends where you don't even know if they like you or not or if they're mad at you or not. It's like, for me, I'd rather you be like, Iris, you're being such a bitch right now. And then I could be like, oh, okay, what did I do? And then I'm, like, totally happy to, like, hear that and receive it and fix it. But sometimes with women especially, I feel like we don't feel comfortable saying that to each other. We want everything to be, like, great all the time. And if you have any – Jamie and I have talked about this on the podcast. If you have any conflict with your friends, it almost seems like, okay, well, then we can't be friends anymore. But, like, with a guy or, or a, a romantic partner, we're always, like, willing to, like, try and think. And what does he mean? But, like, with our friends, we're just, like – a little less willing to do that. So like one of the things that I've been working on is just trying to do that more because honestly, I think it could make me have better adult friendships. So that's like been my 2020 goal. And I think I've been doing better at it. Like if, if I feel annoyed by something, I like think about it and then I'll mention it to someone. And, and I think it's been helping. Um, but I think that that's like a problem that I think a lot of women share is we don't feel comfortable to say to our friends when they hurt our feelings. Yeah. Or for me, it's, uh, I definitely would say it's probably standing up for myself a little bit more. I know that you've talked about, like, I'm, you're not the uh, cruise director of your friendship group. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I definitely, I'm always happy to plan things. But again, I think my inner monologue tells me like, well, if I plan something and it's not fun or everyone doesn't like it, like I've done a bad job and people won't want to hang out with me anymore. So I'm always the one who's like, yeah, I'm down for whatever. And 90% of the time, I really am, like, down for whatever. Um, But there definitely are moments where I'm like, no, I do not want to do that. I 100% do not want to do that. But, like, I'll say yes because I want, again, want you Mm -hmm. to like me or, like, you know, want want you to think think of me as the, like, down for whatever person. So I think Mm -hmm. I've also been trying to spend some time. And Corona totally helps being able to be like, oh, we can't. Sorry. Sorry, that sucks. Yeah, I but to be that, like, like, that's not my jam. Like, it's like, uh, like my my brother in law was in town a couple weeks ago with his girlfriend, and they were talking about going to like a water park. And my husband oh. was like, Oh yeah, next time we're in Sa- next time we're in St. Louis, and it's safe to do so. Like, we should go to a water park. And I was like, That's not my jam. Like, I don't. I'm not super confident in a swimsuit. Like, I'm confident enough that like I can maybe go to the pool with some like close friends or family or by myself. But like. I'm not going to go. Like, not a whole water park. Not for me. Thank you. Not a whole water park. Not a big heights person. I'm more of a, like, let's, like, read some trashy magazines by the pool and then maybe float around and, like, chill. You know? But, like, yeah. but having the confidence in myself to be like, no, it's not for me. Sorry, y'all. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think a lot, I think that's another thing, like, women feel bad about saying no to. Like, I always feel like 
I, I, I think that I've done a much better job at it, but I used to always be like you. Like, I think I would always say yes to things. Now I'll just be like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> like, but then I think do people like, and that's the problem. Cause I, I was talking to somebody else who I met off of Bumble and I was like, the thing that sucks, right. Is if you say that you don't want to do something, then the person will automatically not invite you to that thing. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, but maybe, maybe I would have wanted to go to the water park to like have drinks and like hang out while you guys did that. Or maybe they have like a lazy river float there. Like sometimes I just want to be included, but mm-hmm. I think sometimes, and so sometimes I worry about like, okay, if I just say that I don't want to do X, Y, Z thing, does that mean that anytime they do X, Y, Z thing, they're not going to invite me? Because like, what if that's the one day that I actually want to do X, Y, Z thing, and then I'm going to be left out. So it's like a whole cycle. Um, yeah. So like, I try not. Yeah, no, I try and follow um, one of my very early bosses in my career used the phrase, and I use it all the time now, you can't poop in the punch bowl without bringing new punch. That, oh. um, like, again, like, thinking in a work environment, like, you can't feel like that's a bad idea, we're not doing that without, like, bringing a new idea to the table, because mm-hmm. um, it's not productive, and so I feel like with friendships, that's what I've tried to, I've been trying to do, too, to help reframe myself to be like, hey, yeah. I'm not really a huge water park fan, but how about we do this or like whatever so that way to your point like it's not like don't ever invite me to this thing or I'm not interested in hanging out with you it's that like I'm trying to set some clear boundaries of like no I don't really like that but I do like a lot of other things you and I have in common so like yes but I just don't want to do that part Um, so so yeah and I think that that's like a, a very like reasonable adult thing to do and we should all try to do better whenever people invite me to go hiking I always say like I don't really love to hike however if we can get wine before or after then I'll go which is true if you would get me drinks I'll probably go with you that's usually a golden rule if there's some wine I could be convinced same thing with brunch I don't really like it but well it's also like I think it depends on what level of activity like you know that we're both we think we've talked we started the podcast talking about we're both pretty active people um but like I get really hot and sweaty and do not smell the best after like yes. a run. So like, I don't want to run a 5k and then go out to brunch. I will run a 5k with you and that like, we can start together. And like, when we finish, we can like have a Gatorade or whatever, but then I want to take a shower and then we can mm-hmm. totally go to brunch. But like, I don't want you to smell my sweaty butt. Yeah. For, like, I don't love that. You know, no, like, I totally agree. You know, so, it's not, it's, again, like, I'm not against it. It's just, like, listen, again, if when you say hike, like, are we talking about, like, let's be really leisure, leisurely <laughs> yeah. and, like, take a lot of photos for Instagram yes. and, like, we're mostly just, like, catching up and, like, bitching so, about bosses yeah. or whatever? Or, or we're going we, on like, a walk. Right. Or is it, like, you know, we're going with Heidi and, like, she is going to kick our butts and we are going to get sweaty. <laughs> like, I'm I'm all about what is the expectation here? Like, tell yeah. me. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah, um, it, I'm fine okay. with doing a super sweaty butt kicking hike, but like mm-hmm. I want to know that going into it before I wear like a cute outfit and like put on makeup that melts off my face. Nope, thank you. Um, okay, so long story short, we both had some horrible friendship breakups for different reasons. Um, but I guess I want to close this up by asking you: so, like, how are things now? Like, are you still on the hunt for new friends? Are you looking for, like, your own tribe to join a tribe? Like, where are you in terms of friendship? I always think this is, like, interesting to talk about. I think I'm trying to build my tribe. And actually, you had spurred that kind of further thought about that. That because I have such – I've had bad experiences about kind of joining an existing tribe and feeling like I don't fit in or I'm easily, like, forced out, per se. Mm -hmm. I think it makes the most sense for me to – 
find my tribe or curate my tribe, which makes it sound like I'm collecting friends like a weird, like serial like killer art, way. Like but an like, artist, I love that though. But little, I just like a skin from everyone, a little piece of hair from your friends. But again, but rec- I think you said like, what do what friendships and energies do I need? Do I thrive in and having that group? finding that group for myself rather than trying to fit into an existing one. Um, yes. And so like, I'm always, I'm definitely still like open to and looking to make more and different friends. Um, but it's also nice to know that like when in doubt I have, I have you or Iris or some of my older friends um, that I've had, you know, forever to, to fall back on and to kind of have my back as you kind of fumble your way through becoming an adult who wants adult friends. Yes, absolutely. I think that that is like the one thing that every woman who I ever speak to on the podcast is always saying is like, but what I, here's another thing that I think is interesting, but we are getting along winded. So I'll try to wrap this up, but I think it's really interesting. Cause like I'm looking to do a tribe, do a tribe. I'm looking to make one. Like I'm, I'm taking applications. I'm just kidding. I'm really not. Um, but like looking for a tribe, Jamie's looking for a tribe you're looking for a tribe and we all know each other. Why do you think that we all are not in a tribe? For me, I think I'm scared to be like, yeah, no, like we're in a tribe and we're, we're taking applications to join it because I'm like, but what if, what if Jamie doesn't think we're a tribe? What if she doesn't think we're that close? And I've now made a weird and horrible assumption. I feel like this is like something that I really want to talk about, like not on this episode because it's like super long, but like, that's the thing that I'm noticing. Right. So like I talk to you and you're like, yep, I'm looking for my girl tribe. Jamie. Yep. I'm looking for my girl tribe, but we're all like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my girl tribe. I forgot to say that part. Like me too, self included, but we're all like on Bumble. Like we're all hanging out. Like Jamie has met, I've met, like there's a girl named Kristen who I love. I think she's fabulous. She like did the military and now she's out and she's a lawyer. Like she did three. You would love her. And like, she's so fun. And just like her husband's in the fucking secret service, which your husband's a DA. That seems like a fucking tribe member. I've got another friend named Jen, who's like wonderful and magical. And also a three, like into marketing, looking to figure out like, how can she like get in there and like make her mark and like grow in doing this. And she's like, so tenacious, such a hard worker, wonderful long-term partner. I have a friend that I met named Christina married she's a teacher but she like loves to have fun she thinks she's awkward and but she's always down for things wants to like go do a day spa together like all of these girls like sound like they would be people who would be friends with you too yeah we're we're both looking for stuff and we're both like it's like kind of like when you're looking in your refrigerator and there's all the foods and you got them but you're still looking for them so sometimes I question to myself like what the fuck am I even looking for like maybe I have my tribe but like how do you make that happen so like that's something that like either like I want to talk a little bit further about on the podcast. Like Mm -hmm. we'll maybe see if you could do, we'll, I definitely talk to Jamie about it, but I'm just like, but why? Like, why are we all like, we got a fridge full of food. We got the fixings for a sandwich, but we're like not making a sandwich. We're just like still going to the grocery store, wandering the aisles. Um, And I fucking hate that shit. I fucking hate meeting new people. It sucks. Anyway. um, So yeah, like, I think we should all think about this a little bit more. Like it's, yeah, I think it'd be fascinating. Yeah. It's an occurrence that has come to me like through this conversation and like other ones too. And I'm like, why is this, why is this happening? Like, are we all afraid to commit? Like, what's going on? Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining me. This was like such a fun conversation. I really yeah. actually, I've never talked to you over the phone before. And this was fun. We should talk <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> what's funny is like, I, I'm starting to also get better at it. It's one thing I've never been good at. But by the way, listeners, if you have any suggestions, but like, how, not just how do you find a tribe? Because I think we've been pretty clear. We're good at finding yeah, people. We're looking, like, we're looking. How do you, how do you, how do you make Jane, um, Iris's proverbial sandwich? 
Like, yes. try the ha- sandwich. We've got, we've got the fix again. We've got the fixings, but how do you put it together? Like, <laughs> do we group text? Like, hey y'all, yeah. Start- like, what do we do? Iris like, is hey, starting a tribe. tribe. <laughs> Who, who's in? Yeah, who's in? And like, like I, I don't know, right? Like, is it official? Are there dues? Is it what's happening? Like, is there a mandatory hangout, Cal? I just have questions. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyway, yes. Good solution. Good suggestions, Laurel. If anyone has any ideas about how you make an official tribe, please let me know. Because I feel like I got all the fixings. I just, I can't put the sandwich together. And I don't know why. I'm not really sure what's going on there. It was so good talking to you. I hope that we will get you back on here soon. And I also hope to see you again. I haven't seen you in like six months. So I hope we can get together soon too. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope eventually I can also meet Katie whenever she's like appropriately acclimated to me. Because as you know, I secretly want a dog. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like side note of like closing this conversation and not making everybody do it. Like you are welcome to come over and hang out in my backyard and socially distance at any time that you want. We're right off the expressway and Katie would love to meet you. Wonderful. All right. Well, okay. so great chatting, Iris. So, so good. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.